Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Conversation on a Thursday morning. And we're going to talk trains. Big trains. With Steve Horman, friends of the uh, Tatana Valley Railroad. Good morning, Steve. Well, let me see. I got get the right buttons. There we go. All right. Now we've got you. Hi, Steve. How you doing? I'm good. Doing good. Doing excellent. Good. Excellent. Uh, had a good night of it last night at our uh, Pioneer Museum. We had uh, one of our founding members, the number one of number one, Dan Gullickson, came out of retirement for the evening and showed a few more images and talked up more about the restoration of number one. Way back when it started, about 1991. Yeah, the old number one steam engine right. that we're talking about. Now, and Dan, one of the original founding members of the one of that small handful, Tatanda Valley Railroad, right. 25 years ago, huh? Right. Uh, and uh, how, going back, how how did the idea get uh, started uh, about uh, doing something like this? Well, it was a thing of him and a few of his friends who were members of one of the local uh, Kiwanis organizations. And of course, they had their interest in in model trains. They mm-hmm. knew of this locomotive in Pioneer Park, so they said. One of them said, "We should do something about this, make it operational." And the uh, talk was, "Well, we can do a cosmetic thing of paint and polish, and put a little pole shed over the top of it, mm-hmm. or we could look into making it operational." And so they had uh, some experts called in and give an assessment of it. And I have to say this, that the locomotive is owned by the Fairbanks North Star Borough. Mm-hmm. Way back when, there were people on the borough who felt that it would be a good thing to have an operating steam locomotive. And there's this whole story behind the park opening up 50 years ago and Putting a train in there and the tracks and all the buildings. And that train, was that with the original park back in the uh, Centennial Celebration oh, it days? Was, it was, they was moved out there in 1966. I mean, the, the tracks and the, and the, and the train that they have there now. That was yeah, all that part was, of the original plan. Part of the yeah. original plan. Wow. Okay. And, um. But the engine that the folks see out at out Alaska Land, that's okay. Fire, fire that. <laughs> out at the park, uh, that actually has like a Chevy engine in it, doesn't it? Well, it was built. It was built for everyday use. Yeah, and they was looked into whether the borough was going to take and do the restoration on engine one, and they found out what the cost would be on it, and they could go and have a manufactured. Park locomotive, the one that's right. used every mm-hmm. day, and yeah. it was considerable amount less to have that constructed, and for them to use, and it's given really good service. And that's just over like a, like a truck engine. Yeah. I mean, you started it drives, yeah. you know, and that's the idea. Whereas with engine number one is a steam locomotive, right? And you have to build up and get it warmed up and get it ready to oh, run. Yeah. So, and this is where Dan Gullickson and that handful of forward-thinking. People said, well, let's make it operational. And, of course, that big, strong interest that all of us guys have of, let's see if we can make this thing run. Yeah. 
and it happened, and it came together. And, and it came to fruition, and actually, yeah. you know, there and it then, is, and you bring it out on special occasions. And the one good thing about last night, I mean, we had about 50, 55 people there. We had a packed house. Oh, excellent. And um, we had, we, this is actually 10 on Yukon Historical Society yeah. posted this, so we had a handful of people there that were around when this all began, and they all laughed and joked and big smiles on their face and kind of proud that we can get very able to carry on that tradition and keep keep the ball rolling you know we've talked about old engine number one you know, a few times when you've stopped by to visit with us and it actually ran on the old narrow gauge railroad that ran up uh, through the hills and uh, from china down here on uh uh, China Pump Road. Yeah. And up through the hills and, and such, out back by Olness Pond. Uh, well, Olness that, uh, that one actually probably went no further than Fox. Oh, than Fox. Okay. Because yeah, it was flat ground. Okay. They had four other locomotives that would, they actually ran. That would with, work the grades yeah. and get into the hills and yeah, such. They ran out. They had a morning run that went to Chattanooga. They had an afternoon run that would come back into Fairbanks. And then as the rails, railroad was being built, they ran a narrow gauge line down to Ninana. Oh, all so the way to were, Yeah, and there for a period of time, up until 1930, you had the standard gauge, four foot, eight and a half inches, and then on the inside, at 36 inches for narrow gauge, you had an additional rail. Like so they run the standard trains gauge. on the same yeah. track, basically, yeah. or the same same lane. Right. Excellent. And they've got uh, one of those locomotives is still in existence. It's at what's called the Huckleberry Railroad in. Flint, Michigan, and they, oh, they're having to do a rebuild on it. One of our members was down there this summer, stopped in. Well, in fact, my vice vice president, Martin Katowski, was down there this past summer visiting family, stopped in and, you know, had a chat with the people there. Oh, that's and neat. It's gonna be. That's pretty. And, and then, uh, it, it's nice because it was saved, but it, it ended up over where? Like in front of the big guy? Yeah, Samson's that's, that's where. That's where I remember it. Yeah, that's where I remember and, seeing it the first time. And, you know, this crowd last night is interesting because you had a handful of people that talked about Alaska before statehood, and you had a handful of us that talked about Alaska before the pipeline came yeah. in. And this happened I'm, I'm, a, of, I'm a before the pipeline <laughs> guy, but like one year. So, And uh, one of the people there talked about, you know, back when I played on it, and here was a, here was a question and answer session after... Dan gave his talk, and mm-hmm. he had a question to ask about it. And he said, back when I was playing on it as a youngster, and a few of us in the room kind of looked at each other and grinned, and, yeah, we remember doing mm-hmm. that, too. So, yeah, I did, and it was, like I said, it was moved out onto Pioneer Park in 1966. So, but it's, it sat about where that that modern-day sculpture is, right about in that area there. I mean, mm-hmm. Those of us over here can kind of pace off. And it was out of Pioneer Park uh, until it, it was decided, let's make this thing run again. Right. And that became an eight- or nine-year project. In itself. Yeah. Right. There's Steve Horman with us, friends of the Tanana Valley Railroad. We're going to talk trains after a short break. Morning show time now, 814. And we're talking with Steve Horman, friends of the uh, Tanana Valley Railroad. Steve, uh, you've been here forever. Well, almost forever, huh? Well, I had to make my usual pilgrimage outside for a few years. To see what it was like. Yeah, I, I came back, back about, about it. Another thing, folks, that you may not know about Steve, and you know, I don't know 
I'm just going to tell folks, you are, uh, you have a great collection of old stereo equipment. No, I, I have what I like have, that. but the big thing is the 78 RPM records. Oh, uh, you're into that. Yeah. Do you have any of the old Victrolas to, to play them in sense, or what do you use I'm them? trying to get a couple of them rebuilt. Just yeah. kind of run across an Edison cylinder player that I'm contemplating picking up. I haven't yet got a cylinder player, so. Oh, yeah, I remember those. Yeah. You know, so. That's that's really neat, and you know, and that sort of goes along in line. Now, those who have interest in trains always have other hobbies too, like photography or, you know, collecting yeah. old radios or old Victrolas, you know, record players, that type of thing, or model trains. Right, and you know, that's the one thing this past several months. Uh, our museum director, vice president, Mark Katowski, has got a couple of young guys that have come in, and they're assembling some model train displays. And then we have two other people that are putting together dioramas. So we're planning our annual meeting toward the middle part of May, and at that time we're looking at having some new displays in the museum itself. And, you know, there's a part of the building that's the museum itself, but we can open up an overhead door. You can actually walk in the shop area. Yeah. So this past couple of years there's been a handful of us around that people get off the number 67 park train we'll let them come through the come through the building and actually walk around engine number one step up on it take their photos with it and a lot of tourists really appreciate that that hands-on of actually looking in and and touching a piece of real history oh yeah now what are you open during the winter well you know at this you're waiting for spring at this point in time Generally, Saturday mornings, there's enough of us there that we'll open up the front door. We've had a couple of people stop in and visit. Uh, there was a couple from Central Ohio mm. came in. and Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There's a couple of young men. They were university students from, I believe, MIT. And... For them, it was uh, one of those MIT engineering things of oh. looking at a piece of history and yeah. where, where are the blueprints and, and that. So it's, <laughs> in, it's enjoyable to speak with people about what number one's about. Yeah. Speaking of model trains, do they still have the model train set up at the uh, Alaska Railroad uh, Terminal over here? Oh, that's, yeah, the model train club is still quite active with yeah. that, and that's... Part of their deal. I, love, I love model trains, yeah. you know, the old HO model trains. We've, My first one was an American Flyer. If you can remember, remember those right. standard gauge tracks. You know, I was that little gearhead kid, so I had some metal structo trucks. I had one of those little metal gas stations, but uh, neighbor kids across the street had their had their model trains. And mm. I remember Lionel trains. I, I, oh yeah. You know, just one of those things that I had. I had what I had for the typical toys of a kid out of the 1950s, but never had a train set. Mm-hmm. But somehow you got interested in trains. Well, along I mean, it's the way. that whole thing of you know the homestead has part of the old roadbed on there, yeah. and then just 
run into a handful of people that I that I grew up with, and well, it's just, it just looks like it's fun to do. And of course, I've been around the Antique Auto Club. There's the Antique Gas Engine Club here locally, mm-hmm. and so. Yeah, well, we got a lot of antique clubs out there. Well, you so know, we got a lot of antique clubs. Yeah, well, there. people didn't throw things away. Yeah, it's sat of, aside for years. We got a then. lot of old antiques running right. antique clubs. <laughs> uh, so how did now? Engine number one. You bring it out for special occasions uh, during the year. You know, we generally schedule it starting Memorial Day weekend. We'll run it through Labor Day weekend, and if the weather is more than say fifteen degrees above zero. We can make what we call our spooky train run there. On Halloween. In October, yeah. yeah. Now, you know, last year we took down, and in this course of looking over our year, we realized that we hauled just about 3,500 passengers between Memorial Day weekend and uh, the finish of the year. We did a spooky train in our Santa train event. Mm-hmm. 3,500 people. That's not bad. Well, that's another one that you just mentioned, Santa train. Yeah. Yeah, if the weather's right, yeah, we can get Santa running the train around the tracks yeah, there. There's nothing that looks so good. Seeing that thing going down the tracks and that steam coming out the stack and just the sound of it. Oh, yeah. Moving down the track. That is so neat. Uh, so if folks are interested in uh, helping out or, you know, volunteering, maybe we have somebody out there who's a, you know, Big time, uh, steam mechanic. Who knows? Yeah. You know, it's like I said, you know, there, there are the people that walk through the park on the weekends. We see people bringing their children in to play in that playground area, even though the snow is what, 40 some inches deep. Oh, still? Uh, yeah. We oh. had a, a church youth group out there this week, you know, the school break. They oh, were yeah. out there. So we got to talk and visit with some young people and, Right now we're, we've opened up engine number one. We've got a boilermaker coming in to look things over and give us advice, the professional advice, because we do have to undergo a state inspection mm-hmm. anyway. Yeah, this is a, a bonafide steam engine, so yeah. you have to go uh, follow qualifications right. for the operation of it, right? And then the way we're set up, that is on in one part of the workshop area and right behind it, the speeder car we use is our fire suppression water tank carrier. We're going to be finishing putting the body on that. So, mm-hmm. and then we've got some mechanical work underneath. So there's a, we're over a work pit in the shop there. So there's three or four guys generally show up with bring a bag of donuts and make the coffee <laughs> and Saturday mornings up to early part of the Saturday afternoon. And of course, mm-hmm. again, our museum directors in the museum area and those young guys are working on the model trains and I'm shuffling paperwork back and forth here and they're taking out the trash and what are the other things you do as president when it comes mm-hmm. to that time of year. So when when we stop by the museum, you know, folks who may have not ever been to the museum, which uh, sort of sits uh, just down the trail a bit from uh, the Stampede Center. Yeah. Uh, but what might folks see there? Like I said, this time of year, you'll find things from model train sets being constructed to a steam locomotive opened up and people working <laughs> on it with hammer and wrenches. And Do you have like a a map of the old uh, train uh, route and such, right. or the history have, of the uh, Tanana Valley right. Railroad? We have the diorama of 
the construction of engine number one. Various mm. images that were put together on these display plates that are on the wall also have a 1913 map of the way the route was. Yeah. In there. There's an artifacts that are set up. Uh, we just came across the, uh, freight house scales that date from the early 1920s and then someone else come up with a, uh, car heater, uh, is a kerosene type heater that they put in the box cars to keep produce warm. Oh yeah. And things like that. Yeah. So, um, let's give a shout out to, to any of our listeners who may have some historical items uh, that were with the Tanana Valley Railroad or railroad type related items that, you know, you might be interested in sharing yeah. with our friends. We're, we're in, uh, always on the lookout. Uh, this past week, uh museum director was in Anchorage going through the archives down there, and they had he gotten word that there was some more material had been found. So he's had copies made of what he did find. Yeah, I haven't actually had a chance to really talk to him. He came in yesterday afternoon. Him and Dan Gullickson were busy getting a presentation ready, and I was back and forth, this and that. And then we held the event, and you got 50, 55 people there, and you don't have a chance to really sit down and talk. It gets a little busy, length, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, at length with anyone. We, I did know I had a chance. We had a couple that came in from San Jose, California, were at this, at this event last night. Oh, neat. I don't know. They were in town. They heard about it. Yeah. Somehow. And, and uh, see what this is about. That's fun. Uh, and, uh, you know, we do things to stay warm in the wintertime, and one of them is working on engine number one. Uh, yeah. Every Saturday. Uh, Every Saturday morning, you folks are there? Pretty much. Just come by, look in. If you see people inside, you know, door could be open. If not, just knock on the door and, you know, nose around. And then uh, things really kick off, what, Memorial Day weekend? We're that's probably, that's when the park uh, opens, right? We're going to look at uh, toward the first part of May of having number one assembled, doing some runs. And this is the one thing I've got to give a, a tip of the hat and a thank you to the half a dozen people I've got that are going to locomotive as engineer, uh, fireman, you know, the actual operating crew. This that make it year, run during the yeah, summertime. This past yeah. year, like I said, we hauled 3,500 passengers, and that's locomotive. Who's and the uh, main engineer? Who, well, who gets to run the run the locomotive? Well, it's again, it's it's teamwork. Mm -hmm. We'd have two guys on the locomotive. They pull into the station. You had the standby crew, and they would confer if they thought there was some issues, and then we'd have somebody else step on, and they'd take a listen, or they'd. Mm -hmm. Make a suggestion. So we did not have any lay down time where the engine number one, uh, gave us a problem. We didn't delay engine 67 and its go around. It mm -hmm. was one of the most successful run years we've had was last year. We ran every time, all day long, from start to finish, and we put it away and went home from there. What do you use to fire up the boiler? Uh, Use the belly coal. Use the belly coal. I was going to ask you, <laughs> was coal or wood? Because sometimes in the old movies you'd see, you know, yeah. one or the other. Right. It, uh, it, a good old use of belly coal. Right. And we've got, like I said, we've got that handful of guys that can get a good fire built. I mean, you know how down, down to about thirty seconds. Uh, website, Facebook. Uh, Facebook friends of the Tanana Valley Railroad. All righty. Uh, we're updating our website, and so. 
That's Join him there. And uh, thanks a lot, Steve, for coming by. It's always fun Thank to you. talk with you. Uh, let us know again when you're ready to fire up old engine number one. All right, well, here, we've got a shovel to pitch your hand if you want to get in the cab. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll be right back. Morning show time now 830.